Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. So we're going to talk about today, today's event, we're going to talk about something that's important to the vast majority of the people in America, and that is Social Security. But I would say that most people don't have a clue mm. all the different aspects of Social Security. They all expect they're going to get it, but they don't know, you know, they don't understand the trigger points. I right. mean, there's 2,700 different options in Social Security. It is not easy. It's not simple, right? Right. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit today of where Social Security came from, right? like kind of where it started, um, how the plan was initially set up, and then how we got to where we are today. And what do you do? Like right. like you said, you know, how, how do you best maximize your benefit? One thing I want to jump in before we jump into Social Security. So our world, the entire planet, 7 billion people, that, Wait that's the number. Does that, does that include... Does that include countries outside of America? Our yes, world? yes. Uh, yeah, America, <laughs> uh, India, China, Europe, Africa, right. the whole thing. We've we've always been seven billion. Is the world over six billion used to say than seven billion. Well, there's some a few studies that anticipate that we're going to hit eight billion people in our world. That's a lot of people. In November this year, so this month, they think that we'll pass eight billion. That's uh, a lot of people. We're not going to be able to feed all those people, Jeremiah. So the very yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the very interesting part of this was there's a number of models. Some you know people think oh we're getting eight billion, nine, ten, and we just keep on going. Well, the study and a few of them are saying that they don't they don't even have us reaching ten billion. And yeah. this is not because we run out of food or run out of energy. They're just saying we're having natural self-selected choices have less kids. Yeah. So the the better the economy is proven that the better the economy, the the number of uh, children that are born within yeah. that particular area starts to drop. Yeah. And a lot of it's empowering women saying, I don't, I don't want to be just a you know, somebody that's going to be producing all these children. Yeah, to have five or six children, it's very difficult to have a career with that. Yeah. And you know, Germany, I think in Europe was ahead of us and that they were having less than two kids per couple, <laughs> you know, one to one and a half children. So it's right. not replacing the current couple. Um US is is heading that direction. A lot of African countries are heading that direction. And China's China's a big one. China is yes. China, of course, they had a, a one a one boy. Yeah, policy. one child policy. Now they're trying to trying to speed up, and and women and couples are saying, no, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So there's yeah. not they're not taking the incentive. I guess. Yeah. So it's interesting as, as you think about the whole world and how do we plan for this? How do we provide for this? And it was, it was a great study of just saying, you know, it wasn't their views or not that energy and food were the you know, these huge issues that we're going to run out of things. Rather, we're seeing a, a peak. And one of them, one of the studies, had that we hit eight point seven billion by twenty fifty, and mm-hmm. that was the peak. Mm-hmm. Others has going to 10 and a little bit, you know, but one of them had an 8.7. So n- nothing big to dwell on, but just the, the fact that we are, are as of this so, month, so like this has to do with social security. So I, I think, <laughs> I think it's related because how do you, how do you care for it? So instead of the whole world, let's narrow down to us, okay. just the United States. Um, back 1935, they came up with the idea of social security. Who was, who was the president in 1935? Uh, okay. <laughs> FDR, I'm not FDR, sure. You're right, right. Um, uh, basically saying, okay, we need a, we need a new deal. <laughs> we need something different. <laughs> um, so starting 1935, 1940 was when they first started paying benefits. That's right. when it first started coming out. 
And back then, the full retirement age, we're going to talk a lot about that. The full retirement age was 65 years old. And that is the age at which if you work to this point or whatever you stop at it, full retirement age at 65 years old, you can have the full benefit from okay. Social Security. And, now, that, and that and that was really that's a really an important thing, that yes. full retirement age. We talk about it and we'll and we talk with our clients about it, because with that, that creates the moment that if you continue to work, you could continue to make as much money as you wanted to make. And your Social Security benefits would not be altered in any way, shape, or form. But if you work prior to that, mm -hmm. your Social Security benefits would start to be uh, altered. It's less than $19,000 a year if you make it, you lose your Social Security benefits. So that F, we call it FRA, but yeah. you know, everybody- Full every retirement industry, age, yeah. Full retirement age. Yeah. And so as a lot of people know, and we'll talk through this, but so 65 is the full retirement age. That's, that's the goal in essence. Right. You can take Social Security as early as 62. You can take it as late as 70. And what the government does is if you take it before your full retirement age, that it used to be 65, we'll, we'll update that in a minute, but before your full retirement age, they reduce your benefit. He was saying, basically, you're going to start earlier, you're going to live a little longer than we planned uh, on this program, so we're going to give you less. On the flip side, if you get to your full retirement age and you delay one year, two years, a couple of years out, all the way up to 70, they'll increase your benefit mm -hmm. saying, you know, we don't have as many years. So the interesting things I see is it started at full retirement age, it was, it was 65. It's no longer that as a spoiler, but the the average age life expectancy in 1940 when this was coming out was 77 years old. So they lived they lived from 65 to 77. That, so you, that was the actuarial okay. expectation. So you had about a 12 year or so. Yep. And for a life. woman, it was 79 years. Yeah. So 77 and 79. That was the expectation. So now fast forward to 2019, instead of being 77 for men, it's 83 years. So that's five years longer. And that's the big issue that Social Security is under under trouble because yes. of just aging. People are people are living longer. The other one is also the working number of the people that are contributing to Social Security has dropped significantly, hasn't yes. it? Yeah. So for numbers on that, 1960s, we'll just get part way through the program, 5.1 workers for every retiree. So you have five people in the workforce earning, paying into the system for one retiree. Well, by 2020, which is now uh, roughly 2022, it's 2.7 workers for every one retiree. So you've got, you got people living longer and you got less people paying into the less system into and yeah. they haven't changed the numbers dramatically or at least to a, or at least to adjust to that that yeah. payout, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, they haven't refocused it. So the, what they did a number of years ago is they adjusted the full retirement age. It used to be 65. It's been like that for a long time. They adjusted it just to phase up to 67. And so there's a lot of folks right now who've probably thought about this themselves. You know, when they're born in certain years, it's not just 65 mm -hmm. or 67. It's 66 and six months, right? Or 60 months. And you get a, and you and get a social months. security statement now. Yeah. For those of you that don't get a social security statement, you may may not be retired, but you can go to ssa.gov and mm -hmm. open an account with social security, and it'll show you what your benefits are. And there's basically three parts. I, you know, I said age 62, your full retirement age, and then at age 70, mm. it shows what your benefit would be based upon your current earning pattern, right? Yep. That's right. And they track your earnings, which is, you know, I pulled my statement, I'm a bit younger, but seeing like, oh, yep, that's what, that's what I was making year over year, that they kind of track all that through what's reported, at least. You know, people who work in jobs where not everything's reported, in essence, have a reduction because right. they're not reporting that full amount. But it's the reported income that goes through um, and, and so the change now is from 65 to 67, people who retire, or actually, I think it's 2027 is when everybody will be 67, you know, right. all that's phased out. Um, and, and, and so it's, it's a shift. So for a lot of folks, you know, that, that's kind of the overlay. A lot of folks look at what's best for them. Well, that's where the complexity starts. You know, first, if you're just taking your own benefit, okay, that that's one. 
while you married. You're married. Did your spouse have a benefit? What you can get from your spouse is 50% of their benefit. Or you take your own. Or you take your own, which, right? whichever's higher. And so if you, if you had one spouse who worked, say, as a physician for a number of years, and one spouse who worked but did something different that made less, 50% of the, the spouses might be higher. So people can opt into that. But those choices, which one to opt into, some of them are irreversible. And when you take it, again, going back to that full retirement age, uh, the lower earning spouse wants to get the benefit. Let's say that I'm, I'm, I make $45,000 a year and my spouse is making $145,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the my spouse is going to have a higher Social Security benefit than I am. But if I start my benefit early... I would lock in some that I can't make adjustments to, right? Right. You you lock in for yourself and for your spouse. You know, right. You would reduce that amount. And so some of those get locked in. The interesting thing part is then there's not just a spousal benefit, there's a survivor benefit. So if the spouse were to pass away, well, it kind of changes things. You can now take on a different benefit. And yeah. I mean, you got, you've got all these, again, going back to my comments earlier, we have almost, there's 2,700 different options with Social Security. We're just trying to go through the basics right yeah. now so people understand. Most people look at it, husband, wife. In, mo- in traditional households, the husband makes more money than the wife. But now we're moving into a time where that may not be the traditional right. outcome, I guess right. is what I'm saying. And you often, at least we often hear people saying, well, what should we delay? Delay taking Social Security. Right. And the answer always is depends. Like we have to build a plan to determine where the benefits are. Often having one spouse, if you can, if the cash flow is strong enough, having one spouse delay until they're 70 is a benefit to the family unit that they will you know, maximize their their uh... yeah. But but if I if I delay my benefit stage seventy, <laughs> that means Social Security hasn't paid me for those years beyond my full retirement years, my right. full retirement age. What happens if I die? Yeah, if you die, you you miss it. I mean, okay. The the reason that it's often useful is because your spouse, one of you, likely is to live longer. Uh, so your okay. spouse would be entitled to a higher benefit. But I mean, the the break even is is often eighty three, eighty two, mm-hmm. depending. We always do the math on that, but. If if someone we had a client not not that long ago that had a lower life expectancy because of other reasons, right? And so for them to do some of those delays didn't make any sense just because they didn't expect to live that long. Yeah, I mean the expectations is that you're going to live longer than you realize, and we always tell clients that you want to delay your Social Security as long as you possibly can because it does increase. And we have and it's amazing to me how many people take their Social Security early. Mm. And maybe it's because of health reasons, their job, they dislike it. And they just say, well, I'm just going to pull my Social Security. Yeah. But they artificially um, control their income then. They actually earn less because they want to keep their Social Security benefits. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If you're able to work, you want to continue. I guess if you just hate your job or your job is really hard on your body, there's a lot of reasons why people quit or start early on Social Security. But generally, they're really handicapping their income going yeah. forward. When put some numbers on that, if someone were to take Social Security at 62, so the earliest they can, they're only going to get 70% of what they could have gotten. Right. As compared to, they can only not only get 100% at a full retirement age, they actually increase it past 100% with going away until 70. So it's it's a significant reduction to take it early. But but here's the interesting thing that I, I find so interesting. Social Security was not made for the person who's making $150,000 a year. Right. That wasn't the original intention, but they're part of the system. They're part of the program. They receive a benefit. Um, one of the discussions people have, and we'll talk more in this next section of how do you change social security? How do you up it? One of them right. was you might change the full retirement age to 70. Well, in that analysis, if someone needed the money, they're desperate. They can't work any longer. 62, they have to start taking social security. They would only be receiving fifty-seven percent of what their benefit could be at the full retirement age. At the full retirement age, so that's a that's a massive reduction 
for the people that might be in the most desperate, perhaps, situation. Um, so I think that's an interesting part of our and, social security and, and system. This, and this is where the social issue comes into play because social security was designed for people that were indigent. They didn't want to leave anybody desperate. Yeah, a safety net for society. It, it was right? a safety net for society, but they had to calculate it based upon something. And obviously mm-hmm. the contribution from your wages and that has stair stepped up. So they've maxed out, you know, how much you pay into social security based upon how much you earn. So everybody in the lower income brackets or lower earning aspects are going to pay the full amount every mm-hmm. single year that they pay into Social Security. And the employer is going to contribute also the other half of that. Right. But once you reach above a certain dollar amount, where is what? Is it 145 now? Yeah, right. Right now it's 147. 147. Your Social Security drops off. Now, the, the people that need the benefit, okay, I'm going to be a little bit socialistic here. Mm. The people that need the benefit are the people are at the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah. But they're still going to get less of the bank, so to speak, for the dollars they contributed because they're maybe making $50,000, $60,000 a year yeah. versus the person that was making $145,000 a year or more. And they're saying, well, I don't need it. I've got money that I put aside for retirement plans. Right. But you have this you have this social inequity, so to speak. Yep. And, and you have a lot of the country who make good money right? and would say, well, why would I pay into a system? It's just a reallocation. If I'm paying into the system, well, then I want to receive it out when I, I retire. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to receive my social security. And it's important. They wouldn't forego those benefits um, for the sake of, you know, oh, it's better for the system. And that's where I think we find ourselves in a, in a hard spot. There's a n- number of folks who social security is their primary planning. That That's not advisable. And that is that that's a tough spot. Yes. If you're if you're marching towards retirement and you haven't saved, you haven't set aside. Social Security was never intended to be more than 40 percent of your retirement income. Yeah. And never intended to be a in essence, a good retirement. It's a safety right. net. It's, it's to a, keep people off the streets. It's to keep them right. subsist with the idea that there would be more. So the planning aspects, I mean, I mean, we you should start planning as soon as you get married, as soon as you start out, but oftentimes people don't. Mm-hmm. They plan at the latter stages of their working life and they find that, wow, I'm I'm really short of what I need, or they just kind of bury their head in the sand. And Social Security is part of the benefits. But I've also, you know, we we look at all these all these income factors, so to speak, mm-hmm. that clients will have. And Social Security, I mean, a lot of clients are very surprised if they just delay their Social Security until age 70, if they like the job, they continue to work, how much more in benefit they're going to mm-hmm. receive on a monthly basis than mm-hmm. if they start at the full retirement age or a younger age. Yeah, and that makes their retirement that much easier right. and or the, the other savings they can have for their generations. Right. And that, that's a hard part of this, right? Because you it goes from a safety net for everyone to now being a strategic moment for those who can afford to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a hard system, I think, to go through. So we'll, we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about um, you know some of the specifics of Social Security that are unique and some of the changes that might be on the horizon. So, so come on back. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. 
800-800-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. So Social Security, we've kind of talked in the first segment, we've talked about some of the things that are normal. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the things that are kind of quirky. Yeah, this is my Social Security. You should explain this one. This is one of my favorite just oddities that, that yeah. come up. So, so go ahead. So again, if if you marry, and you know, in my mind, of course, it's the husband, but if the husband were to divorce every 10 years, marry a marry a woman every 10 years and divorce that woman. And once that man reaches age, his full retirement mm-hmm. age, all of his wives, so let's say he married three times, four times, and, and hit the numbers exactly right, mm-hmm. and those spouses never remarried, mm-hmm. they could claim 50% of his Social Security benefit at his full retirement age. So in essence, the system could be paying out not only to him, but all his subsequent wives. Yeah. You know, for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So, this is your time. This is the oddity of how the system works. So, it says fifty percent is what they're getting. So he gets one hundred percent, right? And then wife one is fifty. Wife two or spouse two is another fifty. Spouse three, spouse four. So we got you know we have three hundred percent here of his, his benefit, right? And and there's part of that that's a wonderful thing. You know, if you think about someone who they live together, they built a life together, and then they don't have that income any longer, and the system is still protecting them. That's great. But this goes into the marriage penalty. Oh, yeah. This goes in the marriage penalty. So this is why a lot of older couples retake another like so Let's say they've been married before or they're a widow, a widow, mm-hmm. widow or widower. And they're receiving a benefit from either an ex-spouse or a deceased spouse. Correct. And so they look at being married. As soon as you get married, your benefits change. So they're saying, well, if I don't get married, I can continue my benefits from my previous relationship, mm-hmm. which may be higher than the benefits from my my proposed Right. relationship. And so this is what they call the marriage penalty. Yeah. And that tends to relate to someone who is older in life right? and looking at potentially getting married later in life. Right. Um, but then realize, hey, I, this might not financially make any right. sense, especially if they're living off of Social Security, if that's a meaningful part of their retirement, which it is right. for many. So we talked about the first part of you know how the system kind of came to be and why it exists and and how it works. But there's these oddities that you mentioned of, of, yeah. of it, it pays out of multiple amounts. So then when you think of trying to to fix the system, you know, people have said, and it's it's mathematically true that the system's going to run out of money. What do you do? And right. one of the question, one of the things is, is changing around some of the numbers, either the benefit amounts or the ages. Right. And when you're thinking about, you know, a, a, a retired um, single individual trying to make ends meet, you have one thought in mind. But the example you just had, that, that's a very different thought. One high wage earner right. with multiple spouses that maybe aren't marrying. And it seems to me that that's correctable. But yeah. again, you want to protect, again, what, what Social Security was designed to do is to protect the indigent. Yeah. So the safety if, if you have some, I'm going to call him a horrible man, who, who just picked on women his whole life and married, and married every 10 years because that's what he wanted to do, um, I, I think that's a horrible horrible solution, I guess, is what I'm saying mm. to that life. But again, at the end of the day, we have these quirky aspects yeah. of Social Security and divorce. It's a part of our society. Mm-hmm. And you know, premature death is a part of our society and how Social Security interfaces with that. And if the non-working spouse remarries, that could be really an economic loss to, to that person mm-hmm. uh, going forward. So again, it's just the quirky part of the system that you have to know about 
uh, before you make those final decisions, yeah. I guess. And, and some of these, like you said, are final decisions. Some of these can be amended and changed, especially the when the spouse passes away. But some of these are, you make a choice and it forever is different. It's locked in. Yeah, and it's important to to review. And we have a number of clients that work with us, but also we also have some other consultants in odd situations that will come in and kind of walk through bit by bit to understand a sp- specific situation and what the best options would be. So part of fixing the system, another one that we, we talked about is change the full retirement age to age 70. Um, you know, that, that kind of stretches things out. And I, I think that there's some benefits there, but we talked about initially, if someone were to take it at 62 uh, if, and they do change it to 70, you know, they're only going to get 57% of that, that uh, benefit. potential benefit. Right. And that's a, a significant decrease for mm-hmm. someone who needs the money. You know, mm-hmm. they're in that position where they, they feel they need it. Um, you know, some of the other options they've looked at in the future is we've talked about, I don't know how serious people debate this, but you get a hundred right now, it's $147,000 when someone makes that they, they cap social security with holdings from your pay and you don't have to pay any longer. Well, if they were to do away with that, people who made over 147,000. So if you're making a million dollars a year, you'd pay social security and all your earnings every single dollar. And that would be a lot more going to the system. The fairness of that, you know, it saves the system perhaps. The fairness yeah, of that and I, is and to I, say- I, I've looked at some of those numbers and it wouldn't change not the, enough, the right? economics that right. much. Yeah, Because we have so many people in our country that make less than that. And that's why they put the caps there. Say, this is what is a reasonable wage to, to right. pay into the system. Right. Um, yeah, it's a tough moment. So Social Security, I think for anyone out there who's considering it, like you need to take a good and hard look about what is going to be the best for your immediate future and your, your full future. Yeah. When we sit down and talk with clients, we discuss- the benefits. Oftentimes, the clients, when we when we we take a non-working spouse, in most cases, it's the wife, and I explain to them and show them in our illustrations that once your husband reaches full retirement ages and or goes to age seventy, you you get one half of the full retirement age benefit. Even and they, and they look at me both kind of stunned. You mean I get money? And mm-hmm. I said, yes, you're entitled as the spouse. And you've been married at least for 10 years. In other words, you meet all the requirements. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that number changes. Yeah, it went from 100% to now 150%. Exactly. Like they thought they might be getting. And, and most people look at it, it's like, oh, that that's really, that's a peculiar, I didn't know that. Yeah. But it, we put that within the plan and it shows that cash flow. And that's one of the reasons why we want people, particularly the husband, to work until 70 if they can. Yeah. Because if they have a non-working spouse... When that husband dies, and, and we're assuming the husband's going to die before the wife, the wife is going to get the full benefit of that higher dollar amount. Mm-hmm. They're not going to keep both of them. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep the higher of the one, and that's going to give them a much better outcome. Yeah, it's, it's a great future planning um, to kind of have that set up for the longevity. Yeah, a lot of people, their big concern is outliving their funds. And Social Security, unlike a, you know 401k, things that are dwindling perhaps. It continues on, you know, right? It keeps going. And it also has cost of living benefits. You understand, it's like right now, Social Security's had a big leap yeah. in uh, benefits and structure going forward. So we've got, again, it's not it's not trivial. I mean, we're sitting down with clients and people are making good wages, good salaries. Their Social Security benefits five thousand dollars a month or more. Mm. You know, at age seventy and on, mm-hmm. and and that's not that's not trivial money. No, that's meaningful. That that's a that's a retirement, and that makes yeah, a difference sure. between, between me and a lot of folks in this demographic they've paid off their houses they've paid off their cars so to live off of that is very reasonable yeah at that point. they can live yeah if you'd like to know anything um, if anything we're talking about or any other subjects that you would like jeremiah and i to talk about uh, just give us an email go to retirementunlimited.com and, and click on the contact buttons or whatever just call our office at 951-684-7011 we'd be more than happy 
to consider that as a topic to talk about in this particular session. Yeah, and if you missed any part of this episode, you can catch us on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or you can find us on YouTube. Till next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney-client or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.